Here at Miss Teacher Mom, we recognize the great privilege and responsibility that we have as parents to educate our children. Beyond math and phonics, this also includes building their characters, molding their hearts, and reaching their souls, a burden too big to carry on our own. We sense the call to missional motherhood, but we could use some help from those who have more experience and wisdom than us. So we're calling upon some wonderful godly women and men to encourage and equip us as we seek to raise our kids with eternity in mind. Ladies, this week's episode is super sweet for two reasons. Firstly, my husband is hosting, which is awesome. I love him dearly. And secondly, he'll be talking to Dr. Herschel York from Southern Seminary and his wonderful wife, Tanya, about prioritizing your marriage when your plate is full. Hopefully your husbands can chime in when they have a chance as well. And we really hope that this is a blessing for both of you. Welcome everyone to the Miss Teacher Mom podcast. I am obviously not Caitlin. I am her husband and certainly not the better half, uh, Ademi. And uh, I am happy to have with us uh, Dr. Herschel York and uh, Tanya, his wife. And Dr. York is the Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. And it is just a, a great delight to have them here. And uh, Caitlin and I actually went to Louisville to go to seminary and Dr. York was my professor. A mentor and a pastor as well. We attended uh, his church, uh, the Buck Run Baptist Church, became members, and he's been the senior pastor of the Buck Run Baptist Church since 2003, I believe. And, uh, and now, r- remind me, uh, how long have you guys been, been married? Well, we'll hit uh, 40 years our next uh, anniversary. We just passed uh, 39 in March, so uh, okay. we're heading toward 40. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Wow. Yeah, it is. Obviously, she was like 10 when I married. <laughs> yeah, so this, uh, so it's, uh, it's a joy to have you guys here and just to talk about marriage. Uh, I've, uh, Caitlin and I have learned a lot from you guys about marriage, just watching you, learning from you, and you guys enjoy uh, investing in seminary students and their spouses and helping them to have a thriving marriage. And so we've learned a lot from you guys. And so um, so with all that being said, uh, let's get into it and talk about how to prioritize our marriage when uh, our plates are full. And for those of you who are listening, I know that this podcast is aimed towards moms who are busy, but uh, moms, uh, bring your husbands along and uh, listen to this episode with them because uh, you'll both benefit a lot from this episode. So um, can you guys uh, just share uh, some insights uh, as to uh, what exactly are we teaching uh, our kids through our marriage? How are we molding their character and their hearts, their minds as they as they look at us uh, as their not only their parents, but as their uh, as a marriage, as a couple? Yeah, one of the key concepts to grasp is that a, a child who's who sees love between his or her parents is, is going to be a very secure child. And you really want to see a neurotic child, uh, let them grow up in a home where the parents are at each other's throats and the kid really doesn't know if uh, they love one another or if the parents put the child before their relationship. Uh, God designed that the marriage have the priority in the home, that the children grow up witnessing the love between uh, their mom and dad, uh, a mutual servanthood toward one another, uh, the order that God has designed in 
creation in the home uh, observed in a gracious, loving, uh, respectful way. And this just gives the child security and it helps shape their notion of what they want out of marriage and life and how they can serve others. So we're just great believers that the best thing you can do for your child is to love each other. Yeah. And you know, biblically it, it's the way God wants to show his love for his church is um, through the husband and wife relationship. And you know, God could have chosen any pattern, any, anything to represent that you would think, this is where it's odd because you would think it, it's so natural for a mother to love her child so much. The love of a mother seems so sacrificial and servant, just unending. You never think about falling out of love with your child. You never think about giving up on your child. It would seem like God would say, well, that's the love I'm going to use to picture my love for his church. But instead, he puts the responsibility on the husband and wife. And so sometimes because it's easier and I think even natural for a, a certain love to show up, say a parent's love for their child. By default, we don't put priority and make happen what God has said needs to happen. And that is to really love your wife like Christ loves the church mm. and gives himself up for it. Mm. Amen. Yeah. You know, uh, Demi, uh, I, I, I looked something up one time. When Walmart stock went public in, I think it was 1973, it was $16 a share. If you, if you spent 1600 bucks in 1973 and bought 100 shares of Walmart stock, today you'd be worth well over $20 million. $1,600 investment, $20 million payoff. You know why I don't have $20 million? It's because I didn't make the investment. We're going to have to learn how to make the investment. And that takes time. You talk about our plates being full and we're all very busy. Yeah, but nothing is going to give the, bring the return that your marriage will. Because, you know, our kids, our children grew up and left home. And one of these days, I'm not going to be the pastor of Buck Run. But as long as the two of us are alive, we're going to be married to one another. And God wants to use this to bring glory to himself above all of the relationships in our life. So this is where couples really need to learn to make that investment. Mm, amen. Yeah, it's a very, actually very good point. You guys ever have any intentional conversations about, about marriage with your children to teach them about marriage? Yeah. Yeah, all the time. All the <laughs> yeah, time. I still do. We still do. Mm. Uh, we, you know, we have people who, I guess, even still have sort of conversations with us still married into it. I mean, you never should stop having somebody speak into your life and, and help you do better something that even if you've done it a long time, there's always room for growth or improvement. And um, yeah, so we, yeah. And we, we talk to them about everything from their own personal purity to what marriage is going to be like. I mean, when, when, when you teach about personal purity, you, you really do need to put that in the context of God's not, God's not keeping sex from you. He's keeping sex for you. I mean, even in that, you're talking about marriage and you're constantly showing that marriage means self-sacrifice. Uh, you know, it would be an unhealthy thing uh, for our children to see a marriage in which only one partner gives in all the time. That's not a good and healthy thing. When they see both uh, partners serving each other, their mom and dad, both serving, loving, giving in, finding ways to 
make the other one happy. Again, this really helps prepare them for marriage and really what Christianity is like. Mm -hmm. it, it's the greatest opportunity we have to show Christ's likeness uh, is in our homes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, you guys, you both are incredibly busy, and uh, that's, I don't think that's ever changed, and raising children is, uh, is very busy work, and being in ministry as well, and so I know that both of your kids are, are, are grown out of the home, both have uh, their own families, but if you could just uh, think back to when you have uh, your boys uh, at home and raising them, how did you, uh, how did you all uh, prioritize uh, your marriage while being so busy with raising them and also being in ministry? Well, I'll, I want to tackle this one because I think sometimes we, we fool ourselves into thinking that one day you will have more time to invest in your marriage after your kids are grown, after they're no longer toddlers and you just go through this whole thing after this season of life, then this happens, this happens. But you know what we have found is our life is, is no less full and no less busy and no less demanding. It's different demands. Like maybe our toddlers are gone, but now maybe we're caring for aging, aging parents. And so, you know, you think it's hard caring for little kids, care, care for 100 to 200 pound people who you're trying to you know make sure their needs are met and so all of that gets really crazy challenging and so um what i think we did is we just recognize that you have to it goes back to herschel making the deposits things you it, you have to make the deposits of time you have to make the deposits of your energy, no matter how tired you are. Like, you know, I've said before, if a kid comes in from school one day and they say to their mom, hey, I, I need cupcakes for tomorrow. And they go, oh, you waited till today to tell me. And they go, yeah, I forgot. And the mom will rise to the occasion, buddy. She will make cupcakes and she's going to make them fancy and she's going to pull it off. But your husband comes in and he says, hey, remember tonight, it's date night. You know, I've been really important. You go, man, I'm just so tired. And you want him to understand and explain, you know, you have to really guard against um, not you seeing those as investments that, that are, I, I say non-negotiables, but I, I mean, you they're worth making. They're priorities you have to make. You have to give them the love, the time, the energy, because it's, you know, marriage not feed itself. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to feed it. It, it actually... It will starve itself if you don't feed it and it, it goes it doesn't go to good places it always goes to bad places always yeah you never drift into anything good any drifting you're doing is always the wrong direction growing in your marriage is hard work you've got to you you really got to wrestle with your flesh and with your tendencies and age and all that stuff uh busyness when you're younger uh, in order to give it the proper attention and time and treat her as the most significant person in the world to you and, and instead of drifting off into other things being more important. Yeah, if I can give a couple of just sound practical yeah. things I think yeah. we did that helped us. Um, we yeah. gave our kids an early bedtime, you know, as early as we could pull off, and we just started doing that early on training them, you know, you guys are going to bed so mom and dad can have time together. And we didn't, we unashamedly said, you know, we love you guys, but we're tired of you. So we can be together. And, and they, they're okay with that. They, you know, 
they may whine about it initially and like staying up that what kid doesn't, you know, every kid delays bedtime. And you just go, no, buddy, this is our time. You just sort of make a lightness about it. But then, um, you know, when we didn't have funds, uh, we were, we were poor and really poor uh, season in our life. And I remember just asking a friend to come over to the house. We lived in under uh, like 900 square foot house. So it's a small place. And I said, all right, here's what I want to get you to do. I want you to take our kids in our bedroom and you have a camp out with our kids and you lock the door and you don't come out unless it's on fire <laughs> because I'm going to use the front living room and kitchen with a combined area. And I'm doing date night with her. And so, um, it, you know, you just got to get creative and figure out what you can do. But we, we would trade our kids off with other people. Uh, parents would take our kids. Don't be afraid to let people um, love on your kids and become like family to them and share, share the love, you know, and you use that as a date night. Like some people go, oh, my kids aren't comfortable being left. Well, help them be, yeah. you know, stretch them a little bit in that. Yeah, that's helpful. That's very helpful. Yeah, did you guys have the? Uh, how did you figure that out? Uh, did you have like a set uh, evenings for date nights? Did you have work that into a schedule every week, every month? How did that look we like? Do. Uh, Friday nights were our date night uh, for a good part of our our children's childhood. We lived in Lexington when they were two and. Four, two and three. We moved to. We, yeah, we were. Yes, there were three little. years. We were. We were. We were in Memphis, and it, for a while there, we didn't really know anybody. But most of their childhood, we were in Lexington, uh, and Tanya's mom and dad kept them every Friday night. Awesome. And so, man, <laughs> that was. In fact, when I preached her mom's funeral, I, I told that I, I said I, I can't tell how much I owe to Ann Sharp uh, in my marriage because she kept Michael and Seth every Friday night so we could have a date night. Wow. And, and that was a great thing. When we moved, found some friends. It took, the took Lord, a few yeah, months, the but Lord, the Lord supplied people. Oh, and, he, he graced us with people that became aunts and uncles yeah, and all that uh, uh, that would keep our kids and sort of spoil them like. And, yeah. Uh, a single girl who became family to us and she would stay with us and sort of, you know, uh, she would watch our kids if we needed her to. And, it, uh, but a lot of times it would just be something as practical when we could, when we didn't have a setter as putting them to bed and just saying, all right, you guys, or even sometimes we'd go, all right, guys, you guys, we're going to put a movie up for you all. Here's pizza. Our boys laugh and make a joke about this. Like when they were, I don't know, young ten, yeah, ten or something oh, yeah. like that. We got, we tell them, you guys, go in the other room. Here's pizza. Here's a movie. Don't come out. Dad and I are having date night. It's you guys are on your own. Just suck yeah. it up, Buttercup. There's a bathroom <laughs> in there. <laughs> you know, so, if the house gets on fire, you can leave. Otherwise, you're you in there. <laughs> and they, it's it's a joke that they say, but you know what? Hey. They may do that with their own kids now. <laughs> and and. They knew the priority. They knew yeah. the pecking order. I, I can. Michael loves to tell the story of when he was eleven, and one time he smarted off to his mother at a restaurant, and I yanked him up and took him outside. And he tells it. I don't know if I really said this or not, but he tells that I said, "You know, your problem is you think I'm going to kill you." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
And then I, I said to him, I said, that's not just your mother you talked like that to just now. That's my wife. And I said, do you think I'd let anybody else talk to my wife that way? He said, no, sir. I said, do you think I'm going to let you talk to my wife that way? He said, no, sir. Hmm. And man, it, it was, uh, that was over. He was like 11 at the time. I don't think that happened again. Wow. Uh, because, you know, he knew you, you don't compete with her affection for me. And you don't get to treat her any way you want. And boys will do that as they grow up. You know, you always want your dad to be your dad, but you want your mom to stop mothering you. And so a boy will push his mom away. It's sometimes disrespectfully. They don't know how to do it well. Yeah, that's Because right. they've never done it before. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. aggravated and frustrated and, you know, wanting to be a man. And the mom maybe is making them feel like they're not. Well, I don't care. You don't get to do that. So, uh, you know, they just grew up knowing you, you don't rank around here compared to her. You know, the, there's a big gap between uh, first place and second and third place, and you guys are way down the line. I just think that's really important for children to see that. I, I think it prepares them for life and their own marriage. If you have a child-centered home, you're setting them up for an expectation the world's not going to deliver on. They're not going to get treated that way at college or at work or even in their own marriage. Who wants to marry a guy like that? But, but add, add on to that. Our, our first saying that our kids have no question that we are smitten and love them, that we think they are treasures of God gifted to us. And this really, there is not one conversation that Herschel or I hang up from our boys or whatever, where they leave and talk to us that we didn't go, that it doesn't end with the phrase, I love you. I love yeah. you. I'm sure I'm thankful for you. And so there's not, it doesn't cause him to not fill up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys have uh, so much wisdom and insight. It's, uh, it's really encouraging. Um, you know, if I could be just a little personal, I, I, I always have a, I have to fight the tendency to, uh, to be intentional uh, in my marriage so that we're not just, roommates or cohabitating absolutely and so uh yeah and so how if you could just uh, with the time that we have left um what other practical nuggets of, of wisdom and insight could you share uh whether it's regards to being much more intentional in marriage or just anything else relating to marriage yeah we've really always worked hard and not fall into a rut where again she's not my sister and she's not my mother i don't want her acting like either one of those I want her to be my wife. This is the one woman in the world that I get to be physical with, uh, who, who I get to think of in a sexual way. And, uh, you know, we've just, we've always wanted to make sure that we understand the full nature of uh, our marriage. And that includes a romantic aspect. And so yeah. we've co-parented, you know, we, we, we've got a mortgage together. We do ministry together. But we're partners in every way, including romantic partners. And we've really tried to keep that full-orbed uh, relationship so that we're, we're, we're partners in every one of those ways. And every now and then you have to have a conversation where you say, you know, uh, how am I doing? And that's a hard question to ask. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, men especially find it hard to say, what do I need to improve? But, man, uh, that we need to do that. What? If there's one thing you could change about me, what would that be? And ask those questions and continue to improve and to grow. Uh, do the things that uh, makes the other one feel loved and appreciated. 
and uh, that really helps your your marriage stay fresh. Yeah, and another one. This is just like a, a sort of a silly thing, but you know, um, learn to be fun. Absolutely. You know, life is hard. You know, and it can get so intense and and wearisome, and especially if um, you know when you have children and you've got the weight of things going on in their life and just many things. Um, sometimes you lose your fun, and you have to you have to make sure that you're not just always serious about everything and and um and in your marriage you've got to do some sort of weird things i would tell on herschel does this weird thing it's he doesn't he comes in the house and he'll go lucy i'm home and it's his greeting and it's it it's a lightness that he brings into the house why don't we just uh and with which it's one last question is, and that is any resources that you might point us to, uh, with regards to marriage. Yeah. Uh, the Everson Egerich book, love and respect, I think is it's really, a good, helpful tool. really good. I think it helps people understand sort of the cycle that they can easily get into of, of, uh, her withholding respect and him withholding love and how to reverse that cycle. I think that's an important concept for, for people to get. For women, um, I really love anything Linda Dillow does, basically. But she's got one that's just for the uh, wife to do. Uh, and since this is mostly geared toward women, I would I would use her. What's it like to be married to me? Is is a really good, you know, um, you know, what would your and basically her whole thing is like, what kind of stuff if if your husband were to eulogize you. What kind of stuff would he say about you? Um, what would that sound like? And, and what would you want him to say? And so if you want him to say something, that means you have to do those things and be those things for him to say it. And so it put, it put in me an intentionality to, I want him to say that I have good humor and I don't, I don't get intense and I don't, want, I don't fret when company comes. And I had all this list of just little tiny things well, if I want him to say those things, then I better do those things. And so I, I, I went through that. And it was really, a, um, even after we'd been married, you know, many years, it, it was, it gave me some just tools to put in my belt to go, oh, I got to step my game up in that. And, uh, and I'm not trying to be super spiritual. here, but, <laughs> but I will tell you the, the list, the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. I just keep going back to that over and over and over and read the, the, the yeah. list of the fruit of the spirit, mm. because frankly, I can't imagine that anyone could be those things and not be fun to live with. And if we're asking the Holy spirit to produce that in mm -hmm. us, I think we're going to be a joy to live with. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think that should be a goal of ours every day. Mm. Mm. Amen. That's a very good point. Well, thank you guys so much. It's, it's good to see you and to talk with you. It's been so long and I'm really blessed by you both. We're blessed by you all. Man, We're proud we of you. you. We're yeah, so we thankful are. for you. Cheering for you. Yeah. And proud of you in every way. <laughs> thank you. The winner for September's giveaway is Tatiana Batista. Congrats on winning the Christ at the Center cards by Tiny Theologians. And everyone be on the lookout for October's giveaway. I hope that today's episode was a blessing to you. Did you know that I've also written a handful of children's books? You can check those out at MissTeacherMom.com. And please join us next week for another episode on the Miss Teacher Mom podcast.